0: here we go this comes to us from our good friend Jordan Maywood you call hamburger steamed ham this hello welcome to the Liberal cube uh, my name is Jordan Ma- <laughs> my name is Jordan Maywood, rather and I am the lackadaisical liberal cube this show is one in which I discuss nay, Uh, spew forth all the media I have consumed from my brain so it does not sit up in that dusty attic and slowly drive me or not so slowly drive me Miss Daisy. Insane. Clearly it's not working great. I will say on the note of media consumption, some of this media you may not have consumed yourself so I warn of that possibility as things could get spoiled. And I wouldn't want things to be spoiled like a a a dirty stinky rotten egg because rotten eggs of food that spoils is probably the smelliest so that's the example I chose to use yes what is I'll tell you what I often on the show try to get uh, something I call audience participation I more often than not, or ever, uh, fail at doing so. But, I'm going to tell you what you can do. You can tweet at me, Jordan Maywood, and let me know if there is a food that rots and is smellier than an egg. Uh, we'll go hashtag rotten food. <sighs> Clearly I need a break, because this episode ends in a zero, that means I'm going to get it. Because if you are unfamiliar, after 510 plus episodes, you'll know every episode ending in a zero means uh, I take two weeks off of posting, not necessarily of recording to be honest, uh, but two weeks off of posting episodes so you can get caught up with the previous ten. that is what I say. I really just do it because it gives me a nice little break and lets me bank some episodes and I do it because I want to. As if it were my party and I were crying. Uh, I think that is enough. I will now push a button that will start a series of segments in which I discuss the aforementioned media like this. Movie monologue. Today's movie monologue sponsor is The Dishes Are Done Man Brand Dishwashers. Thank you. For that sponsorship. Movie the first is a documentary called Tickled from 2016. Journalist David Farrier stumbles upon a mysterious tickling competition online. As he delves deeper, he comes up against fierce resistance. But that doesn't stop him getting to the bottom of a story stranger than fiction. Yeah, this was a weird one. Uh, I think this falls under the category of movies of once. Oh, you know what it was? No. Okay, yeah, this is a different category. I, I was going to say falls under the category of movies I heard people talk about on podcasts, but uh, it's not that. It is rather uh, movies that I saw on a list of interesting movies. So quite often uh, it'll be like, uh, I think this one was something along the lines of, you know, top ten strange documentaries. And I can verify after watching this that it is a friggin' strange documentary. It's, uh... It, like Quite often in a documentary, if you know the subject, which how could you know the subject, I guess, unless you're into it. And I don't want to yuck your yum, but this is a little on the strange side. Uh, y- you go in with some pre-knowledge. This, having no pre-knowledge, you don't really know where it's going to go. And it goes places that you do not expect. So, for that reason alone, uh, long-time listeners will know, movies, TVs, whatevers that delve into a, a sort of flow where you don't know what's going to happen from one moment to the next. Those tend to get high marks for me. Uh, so I, I go like a solid four yeah it's it, it, it was weird to the verging on creepy though so there, were, there was some cringiness moments uh, uh, rating scale is three enjoyed while watching but probably wouldn't watch again. Uh, 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 th- my desire to re-watch this is pretty non-existent just because <laughs> of that creep factor uh, but but it it, it it was good it, it was good tickled. From 2016 check it out next we have don't tell mom the babysitter's dead from 1991 oh wow 91 five siblings are left alone all summer yeah well that's not technically true um they find themselves alone all summer there you go i corrected it I corrected the imda uh when their mom leaves town and the evil evil babysitter bites the dust bites the dust <laughs> i guess is that something we said in 1991 is, is that a phrase we use uh this is starring uh christina applegate as the, the 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 sort of oldest of the 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 charges of this babysitter and uh, it is a very a 1991 movie, uh, and I mean that as a compliment, <laughs> because it can, you know, not be, I suppose. Um, watched Tickled with the Misses, and actually watched all three of these movies, I have realized, with the Misses. This one had to sort of convince her to watch, because she didn't want to, and I think it's because... It's very similar to Adventures in Babysitting, not too surprising, and uh, I I don't think it get as gets as much recognition as that movie. Like that movie, people love. Uh, it's my sister's favorite movie, for example. Um, but but this one sort of slips under the radar a little bit. But after rewatching, I got to say, uh, it holds up to the uh, degree of a nineteen nineties movie of this ilk. Like it's a little a little cheesy. Some of the things. Uh, are a little off, let's just say, uh, but but overall, I, I I I recommend I recommend yeah l- let's just under like line that uh, I'll go three point nine five four three two one zero blast off, four, don't tell mom the babysitter's dead, from 1991. Moving on to, from 2019, from days ago in fact I think uh, Dolomite is my name. Starring Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy portrays real life Rudy Ray Moore, a comedy and rap pioneer who proved Naysayers wrong when his hilarious obscene kung fu fighting alter ego dolomite became a nineteen seventies black exploitation phenomenon. Uh, yeah i knew of dolomite uh i i I don't know if i've ever seen the movie i i I feel like i haven't and it's now on my list of movies to uh get and watch so potentially in uh episode 511 uh, i will have that at least that's the plan so far um uh, and and i knew of him and knew of this movie uh but i i I didn't know to the degree uh, uh, that he was sort of entrenched in uh, uh uh music and uh rap and things like that like a uh, I, I basically just knew the very very surface things about him so uh, it was nice to get that uh a little more in-depth on knowledge of dolomite who seemed to be a very very interesting character in this movie a very very interesting movie uh rating wise okay so uh, I'll, I'll go four um, th- My only sort of knock against this movie is I felt like it was trying too hard to elicit uh, emotions. Like, it, it was, like, trying to make me... I almost feel like there was moments where it was, like, trying to make me cry or something like that. and And, and it just felt like it was trying very hard to... Like, it, it wasn't just doing things, it was trying to do things. And, and, uh, and I almost feel like that's not something I've ever said about a movie, but uh, uh, it, not necessarily a bad thing, and there were moments where it, it sort of worked. Oh, shit, there was one in particular where, like, I could tell what they were going for, the emotion they were trying to elicit at me, and, and it did work, but I could also tell that they were trying to do it, which is sort of a strange sensation. I, I almost don't think of a time where there was a movie like this. Oh, there was one. That i watched not too long ago um it was with the girl uh watched this with the missus as well who would leave the purse uh like uh, on a subway and then people would come and return it to her and then she would sort of uh uh stalk them what was that one called that that movie also had that sort of feeling like uh i knew it was going to happen Uh, I knew the emotion they wanted me to have because they made it so obvious, and that's not necessarily something I like, so I I took a mark off for that. But still, I I do recommend Dolomite is my name, and, uh, Eddie Murphy was great, the whole cast was great, uh, it's just, you know... Don't do that, how about? Maybe. Moving on to pushing another button. Uh, Today's Television Talk Sponsor is my favorite death metal band, Post-Apocalyptic Warlock. What? Ah, shit. Never mind that sponsor. Uh, uh, (laughs) That's for next episode. I screwed up. Uh, I screwed up on booking sponsors, question mark? Uh, Today's uh, Television Talk Sponsor is uh, money. (laughs) Yep, there you go. Uh, I'm talking Succession Season 2. Oh, yes, I believe it was last episode I spoke of Season 1, and I binged, as the kids say, Season 2, all 10 episodes in a matter of days. And uh, I almost feel like I enjoyed Season 1 better. Uh, No, that's definitely the case. I I believe I give that a 5 out of 5, and I think I'll give this a 4 out of 5. Uh, I don't want to say necessarily it was more of the same. It just felt like it was more of the same. And uh, the stakes... I guess the stakes are more, but you know what I think it is? Okay, uh, uh, and this has just sort of struck me as I've been talking about it right now. Um, Season 1, you don't necessarily know the, the, the sort of seedy depths that these characters will go to. So when they do horrible things, you're sort of more shocked by them. You're shocked by people who are are, are capable of some of the things that happened in season one. So in this season, when one of them does something horrible, which they do a lot of, you're like, yeah, well, that's this person. They're a piece of shit. <laughs> So, uh, still good, still loved it, still recommend it, but maybe some of the bloom is off the the horrible shit-covered rows of these rich monsters. Oh, wow. (laughs) That's an interesting sentence. Uh, other than that, you know, uh, not much to say. I'm trying to do a, a quick episode here, and I think I'm successful at doing so as long as I push this button. Which button am I pushing? This one. Today's game gab sponsor is Felgolo's Brand Black Boxes. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, I have a uh, D&D recap for you. Uh, session number eight of Storm King's Thunder. If you are a first-time listener, welcome to episode 510, you weirdo. Nice one to pop in on. Why not, eh? Uh, But this is the 8th in what I do is read the recaps of D&D sessions that I am a part of. So there you go. And that's what this is. This one is titled Saved by the Bell and a Dragon? (coughs) Dearest Ulshaneri, If I could live forever and fill your pages with all the world's knowledge, I would. Does not take a genius to realize that that is very unlikely. So, when the inevitable happens, I want you to move on and find another. Equally, dearest, whoever found this book, should you not wish to take up the mantle of this tome of all knowledge, all I ask is that you try to find someone who does. <clears throat> Zolin Olathander and his band of not-so-merry men wanted into the town of Nightstown, and although they got what they wanted through the use of some fascinating spider-climb slash darkness potions, perhaps of design, in the end, they all regretted their impudence for messing with us. Uh, Also, an ancient brass dragon named Felgolas, aka the Flying Misfortune, who saved our posteriors. Post-battle, Felgolos transformed into a halfling, making communication that much easier, resulting in the following. 1. He advised Amerian that his stone hand affliction could potentially be cured by a cleric of Torm. However, they would have to be an extremely powerful and perhaps even the highest of the high in that religious organization. 2. He let us know... That not one, not three, but two orc hordes exist, meaning that trouble has doubled. Especially worse, worrisome is the horde is headed to what could be considered this area's breadbasket, meaning if they destroy that, as they are wont to do, it could result in famine. Great. Three. One bit of good news is Felgolos is equally Interested in the storm giant's pilfering of the nightstone, so not so not only did he agree to look into it, but went so far as to take one of our mistra telepathy armbands to let us know her findings. Because despite all that happens, Lord Baylor would not want us to give up on our original mission. I am sure. Uh, with the transformation back to a brass dragon. Even I have only seen that once before. In his departure, we all discuss what our next stop should be, and come to the conclusion that time is of the essence for a lot of what we have on our plates, but in particular is the capture of the townsfolk of Nightstone who could be who could be being eaten at we, as we speak. That's not a very good sentence. Who could be uh, being eaten as we speak. Yeah, I suppose it's fine. Uh, with that in mind, the two sirs head off... On their fine steeds to the dripping caves, to at least see if anything can be immediately done. What they find is a crucified villager nearest the entrance to the cave mouth, from which pours forth a selection of nasty beasts that they know will require more than just the two of them to defeat, no matter how strong and brave they are. Uh, When we've all gathered again, it was decided that immediately heading to the cave would be unwise for two reasons. One, we would arrive at night, where beastly monsters such as this would have a distinct advantage, not to mention some of us were quite tired from our previous battle. Two, during the battle with Zolan Olathander and his men, it was revealed that something, may be in the Nander family crypt, and to bring innocence here before we dealt with whatever it was would be foolish so with a heav- so with a hearty breakfast in our bellies we uh, assaulted the crypt only to find that it had been desecrated and the only way to reconsecrate was to dispatch the restless spirit of lord nander we did so and i tried my ectoplasm extract extractor I tried to find my ectoplasm extractor to get a sample of this dead undead but instead found a deed to a haunted house in Waterdeep. I thought I lost that. Uh, Noctis was then able to reconsecrate the crypt to make it safe once more and when he had done so a fervor seemed to overtake him and he took an oath on the spot. Uh, Yeah, so he's uh, playing a paladin and it's a uh, vengeance? No, oath... Taker Paladin, I forget his, but uh, this Paladin, when you reach a, lo- a certain level, you take an oath, and his oath is: <clears throat> I actually had him, uh, like he he did this in game, said this speech in game, but he had it written out, so I had him send it to me. So this this is it, word for word. Uh, I will fight the greatest evil. If I f- if faced with a choice of fighting my sworn foes or combating a lesser evil, I choose the greater evil. I shall show. No mercy for the wicked. Ordinary foes might win my mercy, but my sworn enemies do not. I will defeat my enemies by any means necessary. My qualms can't get in the way of exterminating my foes. I must seek restitution for the havoc my foes commit. If my foes wreak ruin on the world, it is because I have failed to stop them. I must help those harmed by their misdeeds. Ah. Um... Also, Nadrina continued training continued the training of Triss, which is her flying cat thing. Uh, with the morning well spent, we headed to the dripping caves in time for what some would call second breakfast, and decided that tactically using the cave mouth as a choke point was our best bet to stop Oh, I heard something in the cave. Uh, stop whatever fearsome beast lay within. Some reconnoitering from Nadrina revealed not only ogres, but goblins who had taken up position about 10 feet above the cave floor, meaning they could fire down upon us. In the center of the cave is a ring of stalactites. Note. The way you tell the difference between stalactites and stalactites is to remember that G is for ground and C is for ceiling. I have a theory that perhaps the villagers are in the center there. I am not much use in a fight, so perhaps if I turn invisible, I can get in there and free them and get them to safety. At the very least, perhaps I can see, get to the screecher that Nodrina mentioned and silence it quickly. The end for now. So uh, we'll pick up uh, next episode with session 9 which is where we fought all the crap in the cave which I will say was a lot of crap internet intercourse I like turtles today's internet intercourse sponsor is good pod. Thank you for that sponsorship. Uh, Item the first, beautiful anonymous... Oh boy. Uh, Motor City Mayhem. Yes. Uh, so uh, if you're unfamiliar with this show, uh, Chris Gethardt will talk to a person. Uh, usually it's in studio. This was a live episode. Uh, uh, the person will call in. They will be anonymous and they will talk for an hour about whatever the person on the phone wants to talk about. Uh, this was a live episode. So the person still calls in. They just, I guess, pump it through the, 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 the speakers of wherever the live venue is, which is an interesting idea. Uh, and this one, something which apparently has never happened before or in any episode, just period, which makes sense. Um, there was people, or no, there was a person in the audience who knew the caller. So uh, the, the anonymous caller was known to one person in the audience, and that and that person got up on stage. Uh, so it was the person on stage who was anonymous to the crowd, I guess, although they knew what he looked like. Uh, and then the person on the phone, and then uh, the person on the phone had someone else in the room, and and it was just insane. Insane. Uh, uh, the 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 thing the the conversation went to pickles. Uh, there was a spider on the stage at one point. Someone in the crowd, I think, picked up the spider and like took it outside. It was it was, it was just an insane thing. And talking about that podcast on this one is difficult. So, you know what I recommend you do, as I do for anything in internet intercourse, uh, just because of the sections of this podcast. You know, movies, I might watch one I don't really like. Television, same thing. Game, same thing. Uh, What else? Book, same thing. But internet, uh, I only bring back things that I enjoy. So when it comes to internet intercourse, my recommendation is that you experience all of us because it's all good stuff, including that. Uh, Chris Cuthard, uh I have a feeling like this is going to be one of his favorite episodes. Uh, I, uh, he, he he sort of hinted at the fact that the insanity just he loved it so much. He he said he laughed harder than he has ever done so on any previous episode. So that's a sort of a good indication, I guess. Uh, uh, really, really, really good good pod, as they say. Uh, speaking of good pod, on a similar note, Jordan Jesse Go with guest Stuart Wellington. Stuart Wellington, I've heard his voice before, but uh, I have not listened to his podcast. What's it called? Oh, God. Uh, it's on Maximum Fun. I know that much. Uh, the Flophouse? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a Flophouse. Uh, so I might, I might check that out after his appearance on this, because Jordan Jesse Go always a good podcast, but this one in particular just sort of jumped out at me as why i love podcasts just uh, people sitting down shooting the shit and funny things come out of their mouths and the person listening enjoys them you know just period period full stop that's all uh moving on to uh nick robinson what is this is what a second person video game would look like oh yeah uh nick robinson uh, i'm unfamiliar with however this popped up in my sort of uh, youtube recommendations so uh, maybe i'll check him out going forward because this was a very interesting video uh, it's not. It's not something I've ever considered. First person, you know, looking through the person's eyes. A lot of shooters that way. Third person, you're seeing the character. Uh, uh, you're seeing the character on screen, and you're controlling that. Second person, what does that even mean? How would it work? It's, it's you. Uh, so he gave an example, and and it was pretty genius. Um, uh, what was it? It was a driver. One of the driver games, which is just like a kind of a racing game. Uh, usually have stories involved with them, though. Racing. Yeah, racing game with a story. That's a, probably a good way to put most driver games. And you were looking through the windshield of a car and seeing another car that you were chasing. But you weren't controlling the car you're in you were controlling the car that you were chasing. So sort of a fascinating, uh, whoever came up with that, very, very, very smart idea. And I wonder if there's any other examples of second person. Probably not, because it's, it's just sort of a weird thing to wrap your mind around. Um, I recommend that video just for to have your mind blown a little bit, which is what good internet things should do. Just period. Not similar to what Nakey Jakey does in horror and video games in his video that I watch that I'm segueing into. Huh? Uh, yeah, I uh, haven't seen anything from uh, Nakey Jakey in a while. Uh, it sounds like he's had uh, some uh, 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 tough times, some some mental woes, some uh, as I have called them in the past uh, uh, when it, with regards to myself, uh, brain stuff. Uh, so took a bit of a, a break, bit of a hiatus, but uh, is back and uh, seemingly uh, better than ever. And uh, uh, thankful, I don't know, know if I almost teared up at the end, but like his sort of uh, love of his fans and and the 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 seeming uh, uh, outpour they gave to him uh, in his tough time that helped him get through it uh, really struck a chord with me. So. He was someone I watched already, but to, to see that and to see him open up at the end of this video about horror video games, which was just a good video, uh, you know, was 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 moving. Yeah, was moving as good internet things should be. Look at this. I love it. I love you. Uh, uh, last but not least, uh, Brent Butt's office tour. Yeah, uh, Brent Butt, comedian of the stand-up variety a former star well still star of corner gas animated but former star of corner gas not animated uh uh, got a good youtube channel i recommend you check it out it is called the butt pod um and he did a a tour of his home office and the reason i brought it back is it's sort of the inexplicable reason why uh, more of a question of anything why do i like office tours. Why do I like home tours? Like, I used to watch Cribs. I enjoyed that. It, it, it's it's like, if you just say to someone, I'm going to sh- film a video for, you know, 15 minutes and show you my office, that sounds oh god, that sounds boring. But then when I watch it, there's just something so pleasing about it to me. Um, maybe it's like, is it relaxing? Is, is it sort of ASMR-like? I, I, I can't quite put my finger on it. They are popular. Like, he even said, when he, he did a tour of his, uh, like, recording studio area, it was one of his most popular videos. So I know I'm not alone on this. It's just, why do we, uh, why do why do people like these sort of things? I can't put my finger on it, but, you know, if you like Brent Butt, he's a funny dude, and he gives a tour of his home office, and you can watch that on YouTube for some reason. Folks, I don't know what's going on, but we're uh, at the end. Oh, no, wait, I have one more thing. Oh, L- let's not forget. Sometimes uh, when I have a b- 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 bonus, I forget. G- 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 get, 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 Yes, a bonus clip. Uh, what I wanted to throw in, because it happened yesterday, I do believe, a couple of days ago. Um, I dropped the first episode of the Alphabetical DM. Yeah, I, I uh, spoke about it a little bit on this. Um, but I haven't yet spoken about it from the perspective of having an episode out in the world yet. So uh, that, was, uh, that was exciting. Uh, uh, what it is, is uh, I will be reviewing... Not dissimilar to the way I review things on this podcast, nonsensically. Uh, All uh, uh, monsters, all spells, and all locations that exist within the Forgotten Realms, which is the sort of primary uh, Dungeons and Dragons setting. Why am I doing this? I don't know. Well, because I love D&D, and I thought that would be an interesting sort of... A a format uh, in which to build a show around so uh, I do those three things uh, and then the show also has a main subject so episode one is what is D&D you know not 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 doing anything too original there but I wanted to sort of throw my take on it Uh, then I take the three things the monster the spell and the location and I uh, throw them together in some sort of scenario that uh, perhaps you can use in your character's backstory, perhaps you can use as a sort of a plot hook, perhaps you could just use to take inspiration from in, in any of your D&D DM creations. Uh, and then I uh, answer viewer questions. On that note, uh, because I recorded 10 episodes before any of them had dropped, I've been taking viewer questions from uh, Facebook groups, d and Facebook groups, So, uh, I hope to eventually take questions from the videos, uh, I haven't had a comment on it yet, uh, got about, you know, 40, 50 listens, and it's been a day or two, so, you know, I, I, I've posted, uh, uh, videos on YouTube that were up for years and had, like, two views, so, you know, not too bad, uh, I, I did do a little posting of the video around and try to get it some views, I'm not gonna do that for every single one, uh, probably, (laughs) I probably shouldn't, it would get annoying, but, uh, you know, uh, uh, I hope, the hope for anything, this podcast, uh, that, uh, Nerdcane Adventures, uh, all my various internet creative things is that people like them, is, is number one, and uh, potentially that they turn into things that uh, many people experience for themselves. Now, will that happen? Probably not. But uh, my, my my sort of theory of the podcast, the reason I've been able to do 500 episodes, the reason that I think... I will be able to do many episodes of the Alphabetical DM on YouTube. Go check it out. Uh, Is because I like doing them. If I didn't like doing them, uh, and yeah, I was sort of thinking of this yesterday, actually. Um, Both in terms of the podcast and the Alphabetical DM. If if they reached a point where the miracle of miracle happens, where I was getting paid to do any of this, uh, where they could sustain me, in, in some sort of living where I wouldn't need a, a classic day job, then if I didn't like doing them, I could still do them. Like, it, it would be a job. Right now, I don't get paid for them. In fact, I lose a fair amount of money doing things like the podcast and uh, and, and all, all the creation of various internet-y things uh, uh, has never made me a cent, and I've lost probably thousands of dollars over the years. Um, like, if I didn't like doing it, why would I, right? So uh, that's just sort of something I've been pondering over the years. Uh, anyways, uh, I hope you go check it out. Uh, the the last thing I should mention of that is that uh, I've uh, decided that half of any money I do make, should I ever, question mark, uh, will go to uh, TakeThis.org, which is a, a terrific organization that sort of combines uh, helping people with mental health if you, issues, uh, as well as... Uh, has a sort of tie with the gaming world. Um, So uh, a a sort of a perfect uh, uh, charity to be intertwined with Alphabetical DM uh, for the reason that it's gaming, and also I've had my battles with depression. So, you know, it's it's sort of a it seemed a perfect fit. Also, at certain uh, uh, subscriber milestones I'll be sort of personally donating. Uh, it, it's, it's the only reason I did that. Well, uh, other than it's a, a good thing and it's nice to do- donate to uh, organizations like this, just sort of, period. Uh, it's because I don't like, uh, on YouTube, you know, you have to do that thing where you ask for likes and subscribers and hit that notification bell and all that stuff. I, you know, I feel weird doing that and I don't like doing that. So, instead of asking... I decided to bribe for them. So uh, if people do that and help the channel grow, uh, it will mean money goes to charity. So, you know, may as well do it, right? You listening to this, go over there, uh, subscribe to the channel. And when I reach those subscriber levels, all it did was a couple of clicks for you and you get some money to charity. Hey, what's wrong with that? Not a goddamn thing. Basically, what I'm saying is, huh? Segway, it's nice. To be nice to the nice. This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things and I do not mean buts. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email jordan.maywood at gmail.com i would like to conclude that i am not a robot and that i have a theory i've got a theory that it's a demon a dancing demon something isn't right there i've got a theory the best is yet to come and babe won't it be fine you think you've seen the sun but you ain't seen it shine wait till the warm-up's underway